Look, yeah, never believed in miracles, I just believed in me My confidence shot through the roof after I spoke of cream So now I'm about to show you rappers I was supposed to be Went to New York, I stand by the GOAT, don't ever doubt my reach Give me this bitch to wreck some shit, I'm like a lawless shout Exterior demeanor is calm, but trust me, my thoughts is wild This for any y'all niggas that ever shot me down Stood on my word, my feet to the ground, yeah, they about to love me now I'm still in my zone, I can snap in McCaffrey My competition disappeared, cause all these flows is just infinity stones any hate in the vicinity gone When it's politely Either I'ma knock y'all off Or y'all gon' give me the throne Take, Take the crown Watch how it fit on my dome uh-huh. This was destined Something I never doubted I just could feel in my bones If you test me Then I'ma sending you home Ladies and gentlemen Welcome back to another episode Of Don't Sleep on the Couch Podcast I go by Cash A.K.A. Exec P Some of you might know me As Cash Flow Cash Whatever you wanna call me You know We back for another episode, Indie Artist Spotlight. We have a really dope episode ahead for you guys. A couple weeks ago, artists out of Virginia called Hype Drop, a really dope project called Talk To Me Nice, and he talking real spicy on here, man. A lot lot of aggression, a lot of aggressive bars to some of you rappers out there. I like that type of talk. I like the type of slick talk, man. He cut from the same cloth that, that... of artists that I like, you know what I mean? So we definitely had to get him on there. Quite a few people requested him. He doesn't know that. Um, but so it, that means it's making some waves, man. So pretty, pretty dope project. And I think you guys will agree. So without further ado, man, we got Mr. Talk To Me Nice, man. Man, hype. Welcome to, to the couch, y'all. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah. What's going on, man? Hey, How you that was feeling? A great. I'm feeling good, man. That was a that was a great intro- introduction. <laughs> hey, man, I try I try to lay it on thick, man. But uh, you know, at the same time, man, yeah. I always always appreciate having you guys on, and definitely uh, present and I, my co-host, we definitely love to have people on that we actually feel and that we would push forward, whether it's behind the scenes without having a podcast or just because we have the platform. So so welcome to the couch, man. Thank you. Thank you, man. I appreciate it for sure. I'm happy to be here. No doubt. No doubt, man. So I like to get right into these things and not waste anybody's time or your time, man. So tell the people a little bit about height, where you're from. Um, I know you grew up in, in Georgia. Now you're in VA, man. Give, give them a little bit about who you are and your, your journey in music. Yeah, yeah. So um, as far as where I'm from, man, I'm I'm from a little bit of, all over the place. Um, so I was originally born in Cameroon which is a country in West Africa. That's where, you know, my people are from. So, um, you know, that's why I'm native too. Uh, lived there for, for most of my early childhood. And then from there, I moved to Quebec, Canada. Uh, lived in Montreal for uh, most of my later childhood into like my early adolescence. And then when I turned about 12, around 2010, uh, I moved down, I moved to Georgia in the United States, um, came to live with my mother. So, you know, that's how I made my way into the United States. And then um, within the last year, I moved to Virginia, got a new job and everything. So, um, you know, that's how I ended up here. Um, As far as my journey in music, man, I've always had a thing with music. I've always loved music. Um, I come from from a household that, you know, everybody loves music, you know, different kinds of music. You know, we've been different places in the world. So, you know, we pick up different influences. And so, you know, from an early age, I've always been, you know, whether it's like church music, um, you know, music at home, I've just always, you know, heard music all the time. And, you know, for me, I really 
I really got into hip hop and, and writing specifically because I've always just kind of always been a good writer. Um, always been good with literature in general. I love to read. So, um, so I got into poetry, got into writing and hip hop. And then, you know, when I was around 12 is when I really started listening to hip hop real heavy. Um, Lil Wayne was actually my first favorite rapper ever. So he was the reason that I really got into it heavy around that time. And and I was like, man, this is something that I really want to try out. So when I was, when I was, you know, that early adolescent stage, middle school, high school type of thing, um, I had been writing a lot, you know, started producing when I was around 16 and I was still kind of like perfecting the craft. So I wasn't really putting anything out like that, you know, just sharing it with some friends, um, things like that. It wasn't until I got to college uh, and around 2018, is when I decided that I want to, you know, take that step and, and get out there and put the music out there for people to hear. And so I did that. I dropped a, it was like a mixtape. It was called The Summer Is Over. It's like July 2018 when I dropped that. And so, you know, the the, the little people, the little bit of people that heard it, you know, they, they hit me up. It was like, man, you got to take this thing full force. You got to go all the way in. You know, it was like, you got talent. You know, what you're doing is like, you know, you, you're really rapping. So... That's when I decided, like, all right, you know, take this and see where it goes. Um, and so, you know, between then and, and now, I've you know, I've released a couple of projects and a um, couple of EPs as well. But this was like really as far as, you know, what I, I think of as an album. This was really my first album, which is why I called it my debut album, because this was the one that I really put, you know, that time and the energy into to really craft it the way that, you know, albums are crafted. So, you know, that's kind of like a little bit, a little backstory from, from the beginning, beginning up until now. Yeah, I got a bunch of questions here, but I'm going to throw them out the window <laughs> for now. Because I got so, so many different <laughs> questions uh, went through, through my mind, man. Like, I, I'm in the military, yeah. so I know my kids have moved around countless times and a bunch of different influences. Uh, one of the guys I work for right now, he's from Ghana. Um, oh, and word. he's moved all around and been in the military quite a few years as well. So, and and that's one of the kind of the areas that I, I work in as well. So it's, it's interesting that, that you're from uh, Cameroon. I know you mentioned it in a bar on your uh, project in terms of, uh, <laughs> yeah. you know, uh, why you blacking out, you know, because you're African. I'm African. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so, yo, with that influence of, you know, you mentioned to it, but I want you to kind of dig a little deeper into that. You mentioned um, having influence from all over, all different types of music, church music. Um, but what made you land in in hip-hop in, in particular um yeah you're 23 you know what i'm saying you mentioned it in yeah. the project or whatever and it's kind of being a, a running theme on on this podcast right like a lot of the young cats that we have on here y'all don't mm-hmm. sound young in terms of your subject yeah. matter you know so it is really refreshing to hear first of all so i wanted to give you kudos on that but the thank question you, is you. no doubt no doubt my question is, um, how do you land on this specific pocket of rap where, you know, that's a lot of cats your age aren't rapping like this, you know what I'm saying? With really crafting the bars and, and paying attention to the bars as opposed to just re- being more melodic and and, and more, uh, I say non, non-lyrical, you know what I'm saying? What made yeah. you land on that? Um, so I think a lot of it has to do, like you said, a lot of the influences that I mentioned. So like, you know, growing up in the household, I heard a mix of um, our native music, you know, African music, a lot of, you know, 
more maybe mainstream African music, Afro beats, that kind of stuff. Um, and then also heard a lot of like soul music. You know, um, my parents, they listened to uh, a lot of Marvin Gaye. You know, so I heard a lot of Marvin Gaye in the house. Um, I even heard a lot of like Caribbean music, like Shaggy. Uh, but also, um, you know, one thing that if you talk to a lot of Africans, especially, you know, people my age, you'll realize like hip hop had a huge influence on us, you know, because back home, and I tell a lot of people this, like back home, you know, the what we see in the media is, is a little different than what people would expect. So like a lot of our exposure, you know, to black people in America was um, hip hop, number one. And then whatever we saw, you know, in the news that we had over there. So, you know, like whatever we saw, on like, you know, CNN or, or whatever. Um, so, you know, hip hop is really like the biggest really the, the biggest like musical influence that that we get from overseas as far as you know um other black people are concerned so like growing up i had always heard you know like little snippets of like 50 cent um i remember hearing early on like nelly um the song dilemma with with, with kelly Rowland. i remember hearing that song a lot um so like hip-hop had, had always kind of been in the mix but I didn't really pick up on it, like I said, until I was in my early adolescence. So between like the ages of 10 and 12. And the way I really came into hip hop was, you know, around the time that Drake was blowing up. So I was still in Canada around that time. So I'm in school and, and people would talk about this guy, Drake, you know, that's that's rapping and he from Canada. And, you know, everybody's like, man, he about to put he about to put Canada on the map when it comes to hip hop. You know, and like, like we also had like French hip hop as well that I was listening to at the time. So um, there were a lot of dope French hip hop artists, but they hadn't really gotten me fully into hip hop the way that I got into hip hop when I really first heard Lil Wayne. So like, you know, going from the Drake thing, um, there was a Drake song that came out called Over that I, I had memorized that song mm, yeah, word yeah, for yeah, word, yeah. bar for bar, like. I was like, yo, this dude is spitting. That was like, I was a big Drake fan back then. So when I came to the United States, I used to rap that song all the time. And I remember somebody asking me like, yo, do you rap? And I was like, like nah, I just, I just like that song. And then after that, the next song I remember memorizing word for word was Lil Wayne's uh, Six Foot, Seven Foot. Knew that word, knew that one, yeah, yeah. ball for ball, word for word. And like, you know, at that time, uh, I think he was about to come out with the Carter Four. So... That was like really my first, the first full hip hop album that I listened to was Lil Wayne's The Carter Four. Um, and like, you know, he's a real punchline heavy dude, you know, real heavy on like the slick metaphor. So, you know, that kind of just kind of got me into, you know, wanting to write so much. You know, I listened to it so much. I knew it, you know, word for word. I'm, I'm rapping it so much. I'm like, I want to give it a go for myself, you know, see, see how I can do Um and then so, you know, so I've been so I started writing and stuff and, you know, to really talk about kind of why I guess my music sounds a little bit more mature is, you know, going from that. And then the other artists that I started studying um, later on, like, you know, Kendrick started popping up at the time, uh, Joey Badass, ASAP Rocky. And then, you know, I went back and started listening to other artists like Biggie and Nas. And so if you kind of look at all those artists. Um, you know, Kendrick, Joey, ASAP, you know, when they was popping up, they was young, but they they're they were Subject a little matter. bit more yeah. lyrical than 
a lot of yeah exactly than than the younger guys that come out now so like that was kind of like i guess what you would call like the tail end of the blog era where it was like young cats were still trying to spit really you know um so that's what i was kind of influenced by and then when i listened to illmatic um i remember and i learned that Nas was like only 19 when he put that out you know it's like the bar is kind of high you know what i'm saying and, and it's like so very you much know, so yeah, and, that, and that's why you know so, that's why when we um you know when we talk about music and, and just like in just different rap mm-hmm. circles, whether it's hip hop, Twitter, whether it's between me and my guys, we don't really give yeah. you slack for being young and being whack. You know what I'm saying? Because there's right. too many examples of dudes that was rapping their ass off, and they was 21, mm-hmm. 22, 23. And, you know what exactly, I'm exactly. Yeah, so that's what I'm saying. So like. You know, when I realized that and I realized like, you know, Big was only like 20 something when he put out Ready to Die, you know, Pac was only 20 something. So I'm like, this is what they been. This is what the game always been like. The young dudes always been coming out the gate spitting. You know what I'm saying? Like all all of our legends were in their 20s, really, when they put out their debuts and, you know, they was talking heavy. So it's like it's like so when I realized that, you know, um, that's when I kind of realized, like, I don't have any excuse to be whack just because I'm young. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so I was like, I have no excuse. Like, I got to go hard. Like, just because I'm young, that don't give me leeway because these guys was doing it younger than I am. So that's why, that's why you know, as you would say, like, I kind of fell into that pocket because I feel like the standard is high. If if you want to be looked at in regards to those guys, like, if you, if you want your name in that top five, you got to, you have to walk that path like you got to understand like when you come out the gate as a young cat like you got to go hard you know especially now i would say because kind of like the renaissance of lyrical rap going on right now is carried by a lot of older guys you know the griseldas a lot of the underground guys that are you know really starting to get some shine right now they are like in the you know mid to late 30s maybe 40s so it's like we got to show people like the young cats still willing to carry that torch as well you know, if if, if we're going to be around a little longer and we want to influence the next generation, you know, we got to show them that we have the skill set um, and that we're willing to earn that respect. So that's kind of why I fell into that, you know, as you say, like that pocket of like lyrical rap, you know, as a younger, because you know, I, I take it, you know, seriously and I have great respect for the culture. So I don't want to come in here and just do whatever, you know, just trying to blow up and just spend whatever. Like that's not, it's not going to satisfy me. So, yeah. Talk, talking about respect, how does <laughs> how do you, in the span of I'll probably say the last six months, how do you have a feature with Sky Zoo and then Elsa? <laughs> like that that you you pretty pretty young and then and you Man. you kept up you kept up with him. So my first time hearing um, just your voice on record was uh, Mirakai's project, and we interviewed him. And then mm-hmm. um, you know it always happens this way, like. When I hear somebody rapping with somebody as dope as a Skazu or Ransom or whatever, like, but the other guy is keeping up with them, then I always immediately go to search and ask questions and yeah. see, see, you know, who this is. And then, of course, you drop with our, our man, uh, my homie, uh, Furious Styles, too, as well. So he took interest as well. Have never had a conversation <laughs> yeah. with him about it. He just said, hype is, hype is on the tape. I was like, ah, okay. Okay, you know what I'm saying? So a lot of people are taking interest in you, but yo, know, how do you feel about landing those two monsters and really doing your thing on, on track with them? <laughs> yeah, um, so yeah, that that's 
It was crazy, man. Um, so the the Sky Zoo thing, like you said, America, he hit me up and he was like, he was like, yo, I got this track um, that you know I want you to hop on for my project. And he was like, you know, it's a, it got a Sky Zoo verse on it. So automatically, I'm like, oh shit, okay, like I got to come with my best, right? Uh, so he sends it to me and I'm I'm listening to it, and I wrote that I actually wrote that verse the same the same day I was in the car um, playing it. And so as it was playing and, and as soon as it got to the open verse part, like I'm just kind of going, going through free, you know, freestyling off the dome to it, you know, trying to see what kind of sticks for me, what kind of lands. Um, and so that's usually how I write. And so, like I said, like, because I have such a, a like the utmost respect for the culture and because I feel like if I want to be held in, in high regard with, with the rest of these guys, like I have to, I have to come correct. Like there's no way that I can slack on anything. And also, like, you know, I don't know, like, you know, I don't know if he if he's sending it back to Sky Zoo to hear it or whatever. But, you know, it's like even just in case that these guys hear this, like I want them to know, like, I didn't come on here just just kicking whatever. You know what I'm saying? Like, I want them to know, like, I came on here. I came on here to show respect, but I also came on here to be a competitor at the same time. So, you know, um, that's how the Sky Zoo thing happened. And I was super grateful for that for that opportunity as well. Um, you know, for him reaching out to me and him telling me how much he respected my craft and wanted me to be on his project and and then make it the lead single. So, you know, that was super dope. Um, and then with Elzai, um, Elzai had actually, he actually followed me on Instagram back in the summer of 2020. I was promoting um, a video through like the Instagram ads and stuff like that, which is usually how like a lot of people find me um, on Instagram. And Elzai followed me, like he just followed me out of nowhere. And he had been liking a bunch of my stuff or whatever. Um, so I was anytime that like somebody like that comes across cr- comes across me and follows me, like I instantly like I take a very aggressive approach with, with my yeah. you know when it comes to my music. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So it's like I'm I'm gonna instantly hit you up, especially if I'm a fan. Like you know, even if it's just to say thank you, um, you know I'm 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 gonna do that because I believe in having good relationships with, with people that I look up to as well. So you know I hit him up and I you know I told him like you know. Thank you for following me. You know, I'm a big fan. If we if we ever get the chance, I would love to work with you. Um, and you know, he hit me back and he was like, Yeah, I got mad respect for your craft. You know, you you're an MC, you're a lyricist. Um, you know, he's like, you know, send send me something. You know, I told him I was working on the album. And so he was like, Yeah, send me something and you know, we'll work. So I sent him two tracks and the letter brief track was the one he decided to jump on. So, you know, that that happened, you know, with him finding me and him just respecting what I do, um, you know, to the point where, you know, when I reached out to him, he was not hesitant to jump on the track with me. So um, I was super happy for that, man. And that's that's how that Elza one came, came to be. And, you know, I'm glad that people feel like I kept up because when he sent me the track back, <laughs> I I hit my boy soul chemist up. I was like, man, I almost feel like I got to rewrite my verse. <laughs> but it always like, feels nah, that. Keep it it, it always feels that way. Hey, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yo. So it was. It was like I was like, man. All right, say less. Yeah, you just sometimes you got to keep it, man. But like, yo, it, I want to. We typically play some music on here, man, and just let people get a feel for for the project. Mm-hmm. So we're gonna play uh, "Let It Breathe" since we are already talking about it. All right. Yeah. Uh. 
two cents Cause I heard loose lips and goose ships I'm trying to stay afloat as I coast away While the moon drips Across the skyline in the night time While I write rhymes and hold the EQs Make my IQ shine like Einstein's I walk a fine line between being a poet and prophet Your life on the fine mind Here's a preview of my synopsis With skin the stalk of the nonix I always gotta stay polished It's not to state the obvious These words will make me a prophet I'm just nice and low-key monster Feel like the lockness How you think that I could lock in with legends Just trust the process Just remember Failure doesn't mean the absence of progress So keep that on your conscience Do life while waking your options At times I really felt I would fulfill my purpose That way yourself return your best bars in the B-side verses As I rehearse behind these curtains I can feel I'm nervous Cause life is all in neck The script don't reach beyond surface uh, Yeah, y'all, that's, that's Let It Breathe Off of Talk To Me Nice, man So that that's one of the, the fire joints on, on there One of my favorite joints on there as, as well as a few others, man, as well as a few others. So you spoke about Soul Chemist earlier, man, and um, spoke to a few people about him. A lot of people got a lot of respect for his production. How did you guys hook up? Is he doing majority of the project or do you just have a, a, a bunch of different pro- uh, producers on the project? Um, yeah, so he, he did about four songs on the project. And then, you know, I have a few other producers, including myself, um, on the project as well. But the way he and I hooked up was um, there was another producer that was using like a sample pack that Soul Chemist had put out. And so um, that producer had sent me a beat and I was like, you know, I was asking wh- where the sample came from. And he was like, oh, I got it from, you know, my guy, uh, Soul Chemist. So I went, I went and looked on, his, on Soul Chemist's Instagram, um, followed him, he followed me right back. And then, you know, I was listening to some of his beats on his page. And so I hit him up and I told him, like, yo, we need to work, man. Your shit is crazy. And so he was like, yeah, for sure. He was like, I'll send you a beat pack. And so, you know, that was like the, the start of it. Just, you know, me just telling him, like, yo, I fuck with your shit. And he was like, yo, I fuck with your shit, too. So he sent me a beat pack um, like a week later, like maybe like 30 beats in there. Crazy, right? So I'm, I'm listening to all of them. All thirty go stupid. I'm like, bro, I don't even know how. I'm, I don't know. I don't yeah, even know how I'm pick? gonna pick. <laughs> yeah, I don't even know how I'm gonna pick. He was like, man, whatever you want to do, just just do it. So I was like, all right, bet. So we did um, the first track we did together was the Golden Child Three, which was on my EP um, from beginning to end into new beginnings that came out in 2020. So I sent that to him. And he listened. He was like, yo, this shit is crazy. He was like, yo, yeah, you spin. I was like, yeah, man, the beat was ridiculous. Um, and then, so then I sent him another track right back, which was Hype is Like from the same EP. And then he listened to that shit. He was like, yo, what the fuck? <laughs> he was like, <laughs> I, was like, I was like, man, I'm telling you, yo, your shit makes me want to wanna write like that. And so he was like, yeah, man, we, we got to keep working together. So, and then what really put the stamp on it for us was before the EP came out, um, I actually got a chance to perform those songs for DJ Premier in New York. And, um, man, Premier was just like... Is that one of the legends like, that you're talking about in the project that stamped you? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, man. Look, look, Premier was just like, man, he was like, man, that shit is... He was like, you spitting straight bars. I still got the video on my phone and everything. But he was like, man, you spitting straight bars, man. He was like, crazy. So, um and you know he he gave he was giving you know big props to Soul Chemist too as far as production and everything and so that just kind of cemented it for us like I right, we got to keep this thing going, um, 
And, you know, me being the kind of person that I am, like, I always want to look out for the person that I'm collaborating with. So next thing I asked him, I said, give me five artists that you want to produce for, right? Five artists that you want to hear on your beats. And two of them was Shane Noir and Elza. And I told him, all right, I'm going to make that happen for you. So, um, you know, so then I was able to get, a, you know, a feature from Shane Noir with this uh, track that I dropped called New School, produced by Soul Chemist. And then I was able to get Elza for Let It Breathe. You know, just one, like, that was my way of showing them, like, like you know, we're going to go far together, you know, if we, we stick to it, you know, the way that we are. So, you know, since then, like, we just, we just been locked in and, you know, we do a lot of, we do a lot of work together and, you know, this is not going to be the last time that y'all going, y'all going to hear him. It's definitely going to be a lot more coming from the both of us, you know, in the future. So, yeah. For sure. Yo, I want to play the intro, but I feel like that's like giving away a good movie. You know what I'm saying? When, when, <laughs> when I'm doing these, these interviews, but I do mm-hmm. want you to speak to something on the intro because I, I yeah. always want to hear about the real life stories and, and just kind of let you art as the artist give the ups and downs of what you're going through. I mean, I know you mentioned that this project took over three years to mm-hmm. to make while you were putting out other projects and EPs just to kind of keep your name out there. But you also mentioned yeah. in the intro that uh, you had some label situations and some contract situations and you you got right to it in that, in that verse. And I, that's what I like. Yeah, yeah. That's what I like because I get to know you. I get to know some of the things that you're going, you're going through. Everything ain't all glitz and gold. You know what I'm saying nah. in your world, so yeah. I like that you gave us some of that. Can you speak on on that and just like you know that whole process and things that you've learned since then? Yeah, for sure, for sure. So yeah, so the the situation I spoke about on the intro, man, that was um, a situation that it was it was really a big learning process for me. Um, so essentially, with that was you know I got approached by an individual um, through Instagram, he hit me up and he was telling me that he was, you know, he, he does consulting for a record label um, out of, out of Texas. And um, they go by pure records and this, that, and the third, um, you know, he was asking me if I had management or, you know, if I was with a uh, label or anything like that, I was like, nah, you know, I'm just independent right now, you know, doing everything by myself. And he was like, well, you know, I really, I really love your music. And I think, you know, my guys are going to love your music as well. And, you know, we work closely with DJ Premier. You know, we want to we want to see if you'd be interested in coming on board. And so, you know, me being the hip hop head that I am, I'm like, oh, shit, Premier, OK. You know, um, so, you know, I, I made sure to, you know, kind of try to check, you know, make sure he, what he was saying was valid. Like, OK, I don't want, you know, if he just, you know, throwing shit out there to, you know, trying to see you on a catch bait or whatever. So. Um, you know, it turns out he was, you know, a close, close friend of Premier's um, and everything. But, you know, so essentially what happened with them was, you know, when we we're discussing the whole situation about how, you know, this contract is all go, everything, you know, this was when, you know, the pandemic had hit. So it's like I wasn't working. I was still in school. I was getting ready to graduate. So, you know, I'm trying to make sure I can find a job. And it was just kind of like a really vulnerable time for me, just like it was for a lot of other people. So I felt like, you know, this opportunity coming at this time, it felt like a dream come true, right? You know, it was like, you know, this independent label wants to pick me up. You know, I'm building, they building, you know, but, they, you know, they tell me they got these connects. They tell me they got Premier. You know, they tell me, you know, we're going to pay for everything. All you got to worry about is making the music. We're going to put it out there. We're going to, you know, connect you, da-da-da, whatever. So I'm like, all right, cool. So after, you know, several discussions, 
I ended up signing with them. Um, as soon as we really started getting to work, that's when things start looking a little shaky. Mm-hmm. You know, like like it's like this whole kind of structure that they they told me they had and this that, and the third. Um, it wasn't it really wasn't looking like it was there. So it's like the most important thing to me as an artist is like. You know, one is having creative control, but two is also knowing that if I'm going to be working with somebody or working for somebody, like, let's make sure the finances are there. Because this this music business is just as much finances as it is talent. You know what I'm saying? Nowadays, it's more finances than than it is talent. It's more business. It's that second part. The second part. The second part should be business music. It should be business music. That's what we should call it because that's what comes first. That's what we should call it. Yeah. Yeah, So it's like, you know, nowadays, like if you got the bread, you could blow up off anything for real. So, um, but that's that's one of the most important things that, you know, I stress a lot when I'm working with somebody. Like, let's make sure the finances are there so that once we get ready to put the music out, we're not worrying about nothing um and it's like in every situation where we're getting ready to put something out whether it was a video a single an ep whatever like it just seemed like they always like wasn't trying to put up the finances or you know they was trying to you know they was leaning on favors and not really like you know trying to really put in the work so being professional exactly it was it was very unprofessional you know what i'm saying like and they was trying to get people to do them favors and it's like you got to pay people, bro. Like one thing I've learned about the, the music business, like don't expect no favors. Like anybody that's telling you they're going to do you any kind of favor, they probably bullshitting you like 90% of the time. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And I can say that from experience. Like and it, people will be like, I got you, bro. And it's like, you never hear from them again. So it's like trying to lean on favors is not the best way to go about it. And so it's like, they just not doing what they supposed to do. And, you know, y'all keep asking me to, put out music to give y'all music this and a third but y'all aren't honoring your end of the deal which is telling you know like you told me the finances was going to be there you told me you was going to promote my work you told me you was going to do this that, and the third and it's not looking like that it's like the one thing that they did do was put me in front of premiere but at the end of the day that's not the end all be all you know what i'm saying because at the end of the day premiere still has to do his music business as well so it's like Premiere ain't gonna take me from here to here just off the strength. You know what I'm saying? Like, especially, especially if y'all are telling him that y'all are my record label and y'all going y'all already got all these things lined up and da da da, whatever. So, you know, um, most people if they if they see that you already got a situation going on, they're not trying to get in the way of that. So, you know, it just kind of looks like bad business at the end of the day. So it was like, you know, once I kind of started expressing to them like you know, y'all aren't holding up your end of the bargain. And it was, you know, they kept trying to like throw in my face, like, oh, we, we put you in front of premiere. Da, 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 da. But at the same time, I'm like, I'm like, that didn't that didn't change my life. Like it was a great moment. And I'm I'm very, you know, um appreciative of it and I'm humble, you know, but y'all acting like that just like I just became like a superstar overnight of that. You know what I'm saying? Like it's not that that ain't how that worked. So um so from there, it just like everything just kind of started rolling downhill and things weren't looking good. Um, so eventually I told him, you know, I wanted to step away from this situation. You know, it had only been like five, six months we had been working, you know what I'm saying? And through that five, six months, five, six months, like I was paying a lot. Of, I was putting out a lot of money out of pocket, you know, to make sure that 
my projects wasn't wasn't you know going unheard like i still got to market this i still got to promote it i still got to put it out there you know people are asking for merchandise they're asking for vinyl y'all told me i was gonna do that y'all not doing it so i'm one of those people like if you tell me you're gonna do something and you don't do it like i'm gonna step up and and, and do what i gotta do you know what i'm saying like i'm not i'm not letting my my shit flop i'm not waiting on y'all to do what y'all said y'all was gonna do so you know, so that kind of, you know, started happening. And so once I told him I wanted out, um, you know, I told him, like, you know, let me know what, what I got to do for us to walk away from this. Um, and so they sent me uh, like a, a document, like a type of, you know, situation where, all right, if you want to get out the contract, this is what you got to do. Um, and they were trying to get me to pay like seventy six thousand dollars. I was like, y'all ain't spend no fucking seventy six. <laughs> y'all didn't even spend it like. <laughs> Like that shit was crazy, yo. I was like, yo, y'all are really out of pocket for this. You know what I'm saying? And and what was cra- what was even crazier was that there were three other artists on the label at the time, five including uh Soul Chemist, because I had brought them along with me. Two of them had already left, but they didn't tell us why they left, right? We just knew they had some kind of discrepancy with the label. And then um, so then it was it was Myself, one other artist, and Soul Chemist left. And, you know, we started having our problems with them. So we like, all right, we finna step, you know. So then now they're trying to quote us this crazy amount of money saying that they spent all this money. I'm like, y'all spent it on what? Y'all never put me in the studio. Y'all never pay for marketing. Y'all never, like, y'all, y'all don't, y'all ain't pay for nothing. Like, I paid all this stuff out of pocket. So, you know, um, so it was a crazy situation. And then once I started putting music out again, they was trying to take down my music you know, like file these takedowns and stuff like that. So, you know, the only way, so one thing is like, the only way they can really enforce a takedown is, you know, they got to take them to court. So I told them like, I, if, if y'all, if this is how y'all want to play it, like, just know this is going to end up in court and y'all are going to have to show, you know, proof for, for all the stuff that y'all talking about. Um, so eventually it did end up in court and, you know, the judge ended up ruling that they couldn't, you know, stop me from putting out music or anything like that. Um, you know, which was, a, which was, good for me because I'm like, all right, I can, I can go ahead and finish off with this. Um, but also just having to go through that whole process of getting a lawyer, going to court, um, you know, there's then the third, like that takes a lot of time, a lot of money, things that I could have been putting into the album, you know, time and money I could have been putting into the album is now gone to court fees, lawyer fees, you know, this, then the third. Um, and not to mention, we weren't even the first group of artists that had fucked over. They had, four other artists before us and a lot of those artists were like they homies you know what I'm saying mm. and they fucked over their own yeah, homies yeah, yeah. you know what I'm saying so it's like like y'all really don't have no type of no type of good business character structure. to y'all yeah. It's, yeah exactly like y'all characters fucked up your business is fucked up like so you know so so thankfully I was able to walk away from that situation and still be able to do music um, and, and keep all my music you know with me so that was just really kind of a learning a learning curve for me because, you know, and, and I, and I tell, you know, so I told Soul Chemist this as well when we was all kind of going through it. Like, you know, I just feel like there was something, there's something bigger coming our way and we needed to learn this first. Cause it's like, say a bigger label had, had came to me, you know, and it's like, with a bigger label, they got a lot more money. They got better lawyers. Like I would have been fucked. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I, they would have been I able to show some that, bullshit. Yep. Yeah, exactly. So it's like it would have. I would have been fucked had I got in there with a bigger label, and I didn't like the situation. Nah, I, can't, I really can't walk away. <laughs> you know what I'm yeah, saying? And contract I really would have been a, way more flimsy, way more slicker. 
Way more exactly. holes for them to recoup on something that they didn't pay. So exactly. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, you know. So course. I was like, yeah. So I was just like, man. You know, I I just kind of take it as something that I had to learn. You know, for for whatever else is coming. You know, and and you know, I would like to believe that it's bigger and better that's coming. So you know, I just take it all as a lesson, um, lesson learned. But definitely, like I tell artists all the time, don't don't allow yourself. You know, like kind of like the vulnerability that you have as an upcoming artist, don't allow somebody else to be able to play on that and put you in a situation that you're not going to benefit from. Like I really learned the importance of having a lawyer read your contract. You know what I'm saying? Like having, having, you know, a lawyer tell you like this, uh, this is good, but this is not good. You might want to ask for this, you know, like the importance of, of having that. So it's like, if, if you can't afford a lawyer, don't sign no contracts. That's like point blank, period. <laughs> like, if you can't afford a lawyer, please do not sign any contracts because they're going to get in that in the court and they're going to tell the court, well, we told them, you know, take all the time you need, get a lawyer. You know, but it's like a lot of times you can't afford a lawyer as an upcoming artist. No, so, no. Exactly. I, I feel you. So it's I like, feel you. And, you know, always know they lawyers are not your friend. <laughs> no, <laughs> that, no, that no. A, yeah, it's, it's, so, it's so much, man. Like, at some point or another, man, I, I'm going to get a bunch of you guys back together to talk about the business of it all. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. All of the pitfalls because you read these stories over and over and over again and then people still mm-hmm. get into the same type of jams over and over again. Yeah. And I know, you know, when you need, when you need the bread and, and you, this is your dream, it's easy to right. turn a blind eye to a lot of di- so different things because mm-hmm. here's your dream. You know what I mean? This right. is what you want to do. It doesn't feel like work, you know, and you're, you're willing to forego the kind, you know, the lawyer that's not a part of the label. Like they're like, yeah, yeah I got somebody. Well, that somebody works right. for them. They're for not them. in your best exactly. interest. You know what I mean? So, you know, the best thing you could do, and and I'm not, a, I'm not a artist. I'm just, just from seeing it and seeing how this, this legal game goes and just life. Mm. All I can say is just do your own research. There's so much material out there. YouTube, books, yep. you know what I mean? What what have you? There's this countless, countless books out there for you to, to be able to do your own research, to be able to find somebody to do something, mm-hmm. to at least look at the contract for, you know, get a consultation and then see how you could pay it off. Everything ain't up front with certain lawyers. Sometimes you could pay over exactly. the course of a year or two or whatever the plan is. But it always benefits you. It's like, would you go get a credit card and, and it has 30% interest? I'm not saying that there's a credit card out there like that, but that's kind of like right. how these contracts come. You know what yep. I mean? And you just never know which, what's, what's going to happen, man. But that's how they, they try to get people that they think people are, you know, from, you know, modest beginnings or poor beginnings. Mm-hmm. And they're just going to jump at anything. So, uh, so yep. man. Sucks that you had to go through that, but looks like you on the other side of it because you're putting out dope music again, and and that's probably was was the holdup and, and and stuff like that from getting this album. But yeah, let's get back into to to the album, man, and just some of the stuff on there. So what, what's what, what's what's the next song you want to talk about? What song do you that you feel represents you the most that you want the people to hear? Um, man, let's talk about let's talk about childhood dreams. One of one of my favorites, man. One of my favorites. Glad yeah. you picked it. Yeah. That's a great track, man. I love that. Uh. Yeah. Yeah. 
My fascination with things when I was younger Curiosity blossoms through moving with caution Exploring my options Who you wanna be, what you wanna do Tell me what's your dreams, what you got to prove Ain't got nothing to lose Childhood ways that never go away Really they just fade, you lose a little bit of passion As you grow through every stage You get complicit, you got responsibilities now But let me tell you about the dreams I used to have as a child I used to wanna be a chef so I could cook up I fell in love with the smells that was coming out the kitchen I wanted restaurants and good eating, I had a vision uh-huh. Only thing I ever hated about food was doing the dishes yeah. I used to want to be a star and my favorite artist was Michael uh-huh. Watched every music video, I moonwalked just like him My first idol, yeah. used to want his music on vinyl uh-huh. The day he died I cried and I'm almost still in denial uh-huh. I used to want to be an astronaut and see moon rocks But now I'm smoking moon rock while I'm Yeah man, that, that, that joint right there is real laid back and I think yeah. that everybody that you had on that project added value. I mean, on that song, added value mm-hmm. to it. Um, just really, you know, just to, to sum it up, man. Like, what did that track mean to you all, and and you know how your people approached it, man? Yeah. Um, so that track was one of the, the tracks that I felt like had, was essential to the album because I feel like when you're putting out a debut album, that's that's your introduction to you know the game and that's your introduction to your fans you know and, and people that are going to become your fans and so when I was asking some people like what do y'all like to hear on a debut album it was like we like to get to know a person's backstory we, we like to get to know about them you know we like for them to be a little bit personable um and so when I was putting that track together and me and my guy Jay Keys, we were producing the beat. Uh, I told him, I was like, I want, I want something that makes me feel like, kind of like how you feel when you listen to "The World Is Yours" by Nas. You know, um, and that's my favorite song off of Illmatic. And so, you know, he started cooking up the beat. You know, everything original, no samples in it. You know, and he's super crazy with with his production. Um, and so as we, as we were putting it together, you know, it was in, in his, at his crib, you know, we chilling and he started, uh, he started singing that Ahmad back in the day hook, you know, yeah, back yeah, in the day. Yeah, I was a kid, I'm not a kid. And it, yeah. And so I was like, I was like, yo, that's dope. I was like, yeah, we should put, we should put that in there. We should kind of build, you know, the, the track around that. Um, and so using, you know, using that hook, I kind of built, the, you know, kind of like the, the story of just kind of giving a backstory to myself you know, as a younger kid and, and the different things that I had interest in and the dreams that I had, but also kind of like as we grow older, our dreams kind of seem fade and, you know, cause you got to get out there, you got to get work. money, you got to pay bills, you yeah. got to work. Yeah. So <laughs> it's like, man, people, people's dreams kind of, you know, take a, take a, a you know, a backseat to them having to survive. And, and that's really what the song's really about was kind of speaking from that perspective of, you know, going through all of these different dreams and ambitions that you have and then getting to a point where it's like you you feel like you can't even really go after them or, or fulfill them because, you, you know, you got to pay bills, you got to work and all that. So that was kind of the, the approach that, I, you know, I was taking at that. And like I said, I listed some of the things that, you know, I'm, I still love to do cooking, you know, um, music, you know, Michael Jackson being my, my first favorite artist, still is my favorite artist of all time, you know, so... Um, it's those things that just kind of like just kind of brought me back to, to you know really feeling like a kid again um, and talking about that and so um, another thing that really made this track so great for me was that 
um, many voices who had the last verse on the track. Yes. Uh, yes. He, he, one, he had a super incredible verse. Um, but what also made it very important to me was he's also one of my mentors. He's mentored me throughout middle school all the way up to college. Um, and so, and he, you know, he used to tell me about how he used to rap back in the day and uh, play basketball, he used to hoop and, and all those things. And so, um, and he also used to tell me just how, how much he wanted to get back into a creative space. At the same time, you know, he, he worked in, and he had an administrative position at our college. And so, you know, he was kind of working in that, in that environment. And, you know, it's not really the most creative environment, you know. Um, so when I had an opportunity to, to get him on the track, you know, I sent it to him. And originally, I was just kind of looking for a monologue because I, I didn't know if he really like still had it anymore. He still had it, yeah. yeah so yeah. he didn't know if he still had so, it. Huh? <laughs> hey man, he so didn't know if he still had yeah. it. <laughs> I was like, I didn't know, man. I didn't know. So I just I sent it. In. I was like, yeah, you could do a little a little talking on it because he used to do a radio back in the day too. He got a good radio voice. So I was like, yeah, you could do some talking on it, you know. Da, da, da. And he sent it back. He was like, yo, I dropped like twelve bars on there too. I was like, alright, you know. So I no, took a listen no. to it and man. It was incredible, and it ended you up know, being so. crazy. It ended up being crazy because it felt it felt like he was talking to me, kind of like I forget the track. It's on the tip of my tongue, and I can't quite remember. On um, maybe it's never let you down off of Kanye, one of Kanye's first two albums, either the late registration or college opera with, with Jay Ivy. When I will never let you down. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, and you he, know, he came in with that poetry. Yeah, poetry, and, but it still fit the vibe he didn't rap but mm-hmm. you know man he rap but like it, i felt like that like it felt appropriate you know what i mean and, and very yeah. relatable and i think you guys nailed it and what you were attempting to do in in terms of just that's something anybody can relate to old young mm-hmm. whatever i still got childhood dreams i'm still trying to rap i'm still trying to put, put a podcast i'm trying to do all these things that i didn't have time to because like you said man i had to work I had to put food on exactly. the table i had other goals exactly. too you know what i mean as you grow other goals, you know, your work, you want to be the best in your profession too. Sometimes when you're making this, making this music and you know, you can't, you got to balance it out. So it really, it's, it's very mm-hmm. relatable, man. It's ageless. So um, great job yeah. on that. Great job on that. Yeah. I appreciate it. And, and crazy thing too. Uh, it's crazy that you mentioned J.I. because I was, I actually have a song with him on uh, my EP that I put out in 2020 called Testimony. And Oh yeah, so it was. It's kind of. It's kind of dope that you mentioned that too, because I kind of, um, you know, he, my mentor as well. He he loves JIV as well. So, um, yeah, it was just like like you said that kind of the same feel. Like it felt like you know somebody just kind of speaking to your soul in that moment. Um, so yeah, definitely definitely glad that you know um, you rock with it, and a lot of other people have told me that they love that track. Yo, you also got the quintessential. Lady record on here, man. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Tell, tell us a little bit about, about that. Hey, Ma. About Hey, Ma, man. Yeah. You know, actually, let, let's play it for the people, man, for, for a second. Get, right. get this one off, man. Because, look, normally I can see it. I know the formula and what, what you're doing mm-hmm. and how you're trying to make something that's... Um, if I'm making an album, I want to make it like a day in my life. Every project. That, that, those are the, my favorite projects where I feel like I peeked into a day of your life. You know, this one wasn't overly in your face, but it was it was shit I went through in the dating scene. Yeah. You know what I mean? I can relate. I can relate. Here's Hey Ma, y'all. Yeah. Look. 
There was a party on a Friday, I walked in with my crew Holly flashy, I'm rocking minimal juice Fresh from my shoes to my cut, keeping a low profile Usually because I'm kinda introverted and shy Well, until I'm drunk, time passes, I'm kinda buzz My glasses full of crown, wear it all off of me Patron Like my liquor and women brown I'm sorry shorty, I pass on this one That ain't my style, that somebody else got my eye I was pondering for a while, should I approach her And then what would I ask, what would I tell her Do you got a man, don't see him around He should know better than to leave a pretty girl by herself and lost in the function of no further work on bugging at least it's something wait a minute hype that's dirty macking right there man what's it <laughs> 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 sniper season sniper game <laughs> I'ma explain <laughs> hey, please explain Smeezy is saying your, your sniping your sniping lessons out here man please, please tell the people how hype nah, is out okay. here Keeping you with a girl. <laughs> so don't leave her, don't leave her, man. Tell, tell us about it. <laughs> no, nah, man. All right. So, so like you said, you know, it's, it's like a it's like a smooth, you know, ladies record. And um it's one that a lot of people, a lot of people who are familiar with my music kind of weren't expecting. Um, so you know, when I made the beat, um, I told a story during our, I had a listening event, um, like a virtual listening event for the album as well. But when I made this beat, so chemist and I was kind of like we had like a little competition going on beat making right so he would send me a dope ass beat now I get on cook a dope ass beat up send it back to him he was like man that shit crazy alright he sent one back so that was one of the beats that I kind of made during that session um, so it's kind of like a kind of had like a Jay Dilla you know bounce yeah, to it real and, jazzy you know yeah yeah, yeah yeah real jazzy so I was like yo I'm kind of I'm kind of fucking with this I, I gotta put this one on the album so I was uh I was trying to write to it, and of course, the first thing that comes to mind is just straight up some just bars, just like barring it up. But I was like, nah, I kind of want to do something a little bit more laid back, you know, something a little bit more like you know on the smooth side. So, um, one, a lot of that comes from I study artists that are very versatile, Jay Z, Nas, like artists that are lyrical, but they also give you like some some bangers, like some you can bump in the whip, you know what I'm saying, with a lady, it's some you can play in the club, yeah. It's essential. So, um, so when I was I was driving back from the gym one day, and I just kind of found myself kind of like humming the tune of the hook, right? So I was humming that, and so I was like, yeah, I kind of like that. So, um, and and you notice like I write I write I come up with a lot of my song ideas in the car. I don't know why. Like I just that's just the best happens. place to listen, man. That's yeah, the best place to the listen and vibe out because you're isolated mm-hmm. in the car. It's only you, right. the road, got to focus, got to pay attention. You're only paying attention to the music. So when you listen mm-hmm. to instrumentals, it's, it's the rhythm, you know what I'm saying? So I yeah. to- totally get it. Yeah, so I, I came up with that that hook. And so I was like, I bet now I got to build a story around it. Um, so, uh, so yeah, it was funny you said Dirty Mac. And so like, so when I was in college, you know, um, I pledged, I became a part of the Cap Alpha Psi Fraternity Incorporated. Um, and for people who don't know, that's one of the the nine uh, black fraternity and sororities historically um, that are part of what's called a divine nine. And so, you know, us as, as Kappas, we know to be smooth. Like, we'll, we'll take your lady, you leave her alone type, you know what I'm saying, type of talk. <laughs> so it's like, <laughs> so it's like, so it's like, I, I was like, I, I see it happen. You know what I'm saying? It's like, I see it happen. So, so it was like, I kind of threw a little bit of that in there. Like, you know, like we'll, we'll go to a function, we'll be kicking it. Like, 
you know, and, and, and you know, just kind of like being the smooth dude, you know, walk up to chick, like, you know, and she might say she have a man and, and some guys, some guys are respecting, some guys be like, hey, you know, why he leave you alone, you know, chilling by yourself, what's up, you know, so it's like kind of threw a little bit of that in there, it's like, I, I know some, you know, I know some guys can relate, like, y'all done tried that before, so, um, so yeah, so that was, it was kind of just like a little funny part of that, that story that I was building with the song, um, but also it was like, I also love records like that. Like I, I love, um, I love when hip hop artists collab with R and B artists, you know, and, you know, I can't really sing. So like my vocals are in there on the hook, you know, I did a little singing and I had to do a little pitch correction, but then I sent them to one of my, my, uh, one of my homeboys, his name is Lou Alex. He's a dope artist as well. Um, and so I sent it to him. And I was like, you know, I sung a hook on this song, but I kind of need you to come in there and, and, and fill it, fill it a little bit more, you know, cause yeah, you yeah. sing for real. So he was like, I right, bet send it to me. So, you know, I told him, I was like, should I leave my, should I leave my vocals in there? Should I take them out and leave just yours? He was like, nah, leave your vocals in there too. So, you know, so my vocals in there, his vocals in there. So, um, it made just a really dope hook. And like I said, you know, when I kind of built the story, it was like I still wanted to have a nice flow on there, but I knew I wasn't going to be like super, you know, lyrical. Like, you know, it's just like just telling a story, something people can, can bob their head to follow along real easy. Um, and then I sent it to my guy, Jay Keys, and he was like, yo, this might be the happiest song I ever heard you make. <laughs> like, <laughs> yo, but it's all like, about relatability. Like sometimes. Yeah, exactly. Sometimes, like, you, yo. Here's my thing, man. I hate to interrupt you, but here's my thing, man. Nah, you good. Don't nobody want to come to the show and it just be a bunch of motherfucking dudes at the show. Exactly. When you perform, like you got to have a, a wide variety of people there. And, you know, yeah. if you're single, you want some women. You want some women there. You know what I mean? You want exactly. a bunch, bunch of dudes. And then, you know, my thing is, you know, there's a lot of people that buy records, but women mm-hmm. spend money. You know what I'm saying on on the shit that they like, and then they're more inclined to support. So I yep. mean, I think it's good to be multifaceted in in terms of your approach. And shit, you like women, man. I, I like I like exactly. those songs when they done well. Now some people exactly. that force it, yeah. Some people, yeah. Some people force it, and that's that's one of the things too. Like I didn't want to force it, so it was like it came it came naturally. You know what I'm saying? That's one thing I tell people a lot about when I make music. Stealing people's like, girls make... or the song? Nah. <laughs> 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 The soul, the soul, you know, the other part, you know, that's old me back in back in my young days in college. But now nah, the song definitely, um, you know, it, it, when the song comes natural, that's that's when it's the best to me, you know. So, uh, you know, putting that song and like you said, like women love hip hop, too. So they want to hear something that makes them feel good too, something that they can play. You know what I'm saying? Like women like to have a good time, just like we like to have a good time. And, you know, um, you know, when I'm performing, if I get a chance to perform at a, a show, you know, I get to do a show. Like, I don't just want to look out and cry and see a bunch of dudes hoodied up and, and you know, dirty sneakers. Like, you know, I want to see the ladies that are having a good time too, you know, because, you know, everybody, everybody enjoys hip hop. So, you know, everybody wants to have something that, you know, when they go to a show, when they listen to an album, they have something they can relate to. So definitely like, that was one of the ones that came natural. And, and like I said, it's just me kind of following that footstep of artists like Jay-Z and Nas and other artists who, who have done those hip hop and R&B collabs that, you know, have become classics as well. Cool. cool. All right, hype, man. I know I've had you for, for quite some time, but I want to end off with a few, um, you know, cool, fun, fun questions, so to speak for me, man. <laughs> I always, yes, sir. I don't know if I always get a straight answer from a lot of people I ask this, but you're gonna be one of the first that I, I'm, I've been 
curating this question so that you guys can give me something because I let All it right. out. I'll let it out. I'll, I'll open up first in hope in hopes mm-hmm. that you open up. My favorite, okay. one of my favorite rappers coming up was MC Hammer. Oh, word. after MC, yeah, first first one that I got got to gaining momentum. Hammer, mm-hmm. like her, that was my that, that was my introduction, right? In terms of what yeah. I would, would like the the pants, larger mm-hmm. than life, Hammer. Then as I got into a little bit more music, getting the bad boy Rockefeller days, it was either Mace or Memphis Bleak. These aren't mm. the most popular choices, right. right? Those are my guilty yeah. pleasures up until current day. Anytime Wiz Khalifa drops a project, I just love the fun that he has on records. Yeah, that that's just that's just me. Now, do I go to a Wiz Khalifa project all the time? Nope. But there's certain Wiz Khalifa projects that. When I was out in the streets and having a good time and kicking it, traveling to different countries, mm-hmm. it was the backdrop to to what I was doing. I wasn't listening to Nas and Hov all the time. Sometimes I wanted to have right. listen to those things. So those are some of the, my guilty pleasure listens. What are three okay. artists that people wouldn't typically, you know, you, you know, you always got your list, right? Everybody asks for your list, mm-hmm. your top this, top that, but they never ask you who's your guilty pleasure listens. Who are people you listen to That's true. that you just never like really tell a whole lot of people, but they music come out, you you jam it to- typically. Uh yeah, I, I, off top, I can tell you those right now. Um, Young Thug, definitely one of my guilty pleasures. Like, man, Thug was Thug. He he's he got a music. Man. I love that shit. Exactly, man. and it's like it's, it's it's just fun to listen to. Like I just and his beats be crazy a lot of times too. Like I'm like, yo, he he got a good the joint. He had you know, a dress that he made a couple years ago when yeah, he was in the yeah, dress yeah, trolling. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Six, six. That, it was good. Crazy. Yeah. <laughs> it was a good project. Like, I ain't gonna front on it, you know. Uh, my second one, Key Glock, one of my favorite rappers out of Man. Memphis. Yo, that Dumb and Dumb, the Dumb and Dumb series he had with Man. Dolph. Stupid. Stupid. Man, that, I remember the first time I heard uh, Key Glock, it was that. That song's called Hot. Man, that jump was crazy. I was like, yeah, that's this dude is nice. So I said Key Glock. Um, and my third one, that's that's a that's a that's a tough one, but my third one I would have to say, I would have to say for my third one I probably put um, I probably put Uzi in there, um, mm-hmm. like definitely um, especially like earlier earlier Uzi, he had he had a lot of stuff that I, I was bumping as well. So yeah, definitely be those three: Young Thug, Key Glock, um, and Uzi. Um, and I even throwing a, a fourth one for you. I'll give you uh, a female, a female rapper that I think is she's oh, fun to man. listen to. Listen to to me. <laughs> Who is it? <laughs> her name is if you ain't if you ain't know her yet. Her name is Mona Leo. Okay. Nah, I never, and she never is. Yo, it ain't the most lyrical thing you, you ever heard, but she go in. When she go in, she go in. Like, and she's dope to me. Yo, so you, you know another person I'm listening I'm listening to right now, and yeah. I, my wife be like, "Yo, what's happening?" <laughs> like she get in the whip, I'll be singing it. I'll be singing the lyrics, and I'm ashamed. Uh, Bia, she got all that man, J Cole, bro. Yo, I, I'm, yeah, I'm loving that London? UK stuff, man. Like I'm out here. I'm you know I'm about a, a quick hour flight from London out here in Germany. Yeah, I've I've grown to really like what they do, what they're doing out there. Yeah, and I think she has. Yeah. She, you know, nothing super lyrical, but I just think she made a great song with Cole. You yeah, know with I mean? Cole. London, yeah, I've been bumping that like crazy. That's on my gym playlist. 
Gotta in get out. Yeah. You gotta find somewhere. Yeah. That's where this where yeah. this stuff normally lands with me in the gym, man. And mm-hmm. it gets me through my yep. workout. So thanks for obliging me on that. Now we will get <laughs> we'll get to my life. Are you into sports? Um, yeah, a little a little bit. I haven't really like I haven't really been following sports for a minute. Like once I like got into college, I kind of started watching TV and a lot of stuff. So like, I'm really just now getting back into it, like watching TV and getting into shows and sports again. So yeah, so I'm I'm just kind of like picking back up on a lot of stuff. Got those out. Boom, boom. Those questions <laughs> gone. All right, let's get to the your your real top five. Your top right. five lyricists, artists, whatever, however you want to lump them in. So my top five, um, in no particular order, my top five of all time, I'm going to say this, my top five of all time are Biggie, Jay-Z, Nas, Lil Wayne, and Jaded Kiss. Those are my top five favorite rappers of all time. Um, currently the list is a little bit more mixed up. So, um, currently my top five is, um, Nas and Jay-Z still in there. Um, but I put Kendrick in there. Um, I put Pusha T in there and I would put J. Cole in not there the as well. You miss Canada. You was in Canada during your formative years. <laughs> is not the boy. I know, man. <laughs> I, if you had asked me like, if you had asked me like between like 2012 and like 2015, he'll be in there. But I haven't really like his most recent stuff hasn't like really been my favorite from him. Uh, but I still think I still think he's a he's a you know phenomenal artist when he really gets in his bag. Um, but I think like personally, I think he's outside of his prime as far as artists. He's still putting up numbers. No doubt, but like as far as like the music that he makes, I I personally don't see it of him still being at his prime. Like to me, his prime was like like that twenty ten all the way up to like um nothing nothing was the same kind of run. Yeah, like the views he was, views he was when really it started getting it. murky. I, I going yeah, back to exactly. it, I, I like yeah. I like Her. more of it now. Uh, but yeah, mm-hmm. it started getting to be like yeah. People could poke holes. Murky around them. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah definitely. Cool, man. So we'll let you take us out of here, man. Um, any anything you want to say to your supporters? Definitely want you to shout out your your social media and just you know in general, man. Anything you got coming next for the rest of the year? Uh, man. So um, to my supporters and everybody that's been listening and showing love, I just want to say thank y'all. Um, it's it's really been you know great with everything that, you know, after going through everything that I went through, you know, people still, you know, coming out to support and still listening to the music and paying attention and sharing it and all that. And so the the reception to the album has just been amazing. Um, you know, people tell me like they, they love it top to bottom. And, and so that's, that's what I wanted to accomplish with this album, you know, was to put out what I feel like over time, the more people discover me, this is going to grow to become a classic to a lot of people. And that's, that's what I want it to be. Um, and you know, for what's coming next, uh, I'm working on doing a, adding a few more tracks onto the album and dropping a deluxe version. Um, a lot of people have been asking for a vinyl, you know, so I wasn't able to put out a vinyl with this, this first wave of the album. So once I finished the deluxe, I definitely want to drop a vinyl with that one. So I'm working with, with a few more, um, dope rappers, a few more dope, uh, upcoming rappers as well, you know, to get them to, you know, do a drop a verse on the deluxe. Um, so that'll come, that'll be coming later this year. 
And, you know, then, you know, outside of that, a lot of people just been reaching out, wanting to work. So, you know, I'm going to see, you know, I'm just talking to people, see what sticks, you know, um, and, you know, what's going to come from that as well. So definitely looking forward to that. Um, as far as my socials, you know, you can find me on all social media, Instagram, Twitter, um, TikTok, wherever you look, is um, at DA underscore Insane Hype. Um, so DA underscore Insane Hype, that's where you can find me on all social media. And, you know, once you find me there, you'll find everything else, my music, my merch, all that. So definitely tap in with me and, um, you know, just come along for the ride because it's, it's going to be crazy. It's going to be crazy. A lot of people tapping in. So, yeah, looking forward to that. So, hey, man, again, once once again, on behalf of Prez and I, man, congratulations on the body of work, man. It, it sounds like you put the time in. It sounds like you put the time in into the production. It sounds like you put the time into the the mixing, the mastering, the the, the small nuances of it all. That yeah. we do listen to those type of things. And we appreciate when an artist, especially an artist as young as you, you know, you're taking your time to when you do make a debut. It's impactful and it sounds professional. You know what I mean? Yeah. So uh, salute to you on that, man. And, and once again, anytime you ever, you know, put something out or if you're not putting something out, if, if we talk about certain things or certain artists or certain, you know, topics that interest you, feel free, man, to reach out, man. It will definitely bring you on. It doesn't have to be to promote anything. So that's the type of, you know, place that we're trying to, you know, make this, this thing is like not just for the interviews, but whatever you need, man. So, um, you know, with that said, Ladies and gentlemen, this is uh, the bonus episode, Indie Artist Spotlight. Go support Hype. You can find his music, follow his socials. We'll definitely have it here in the show credits where you can get to him on his socials and his music and go check out the back catalog because I can guarantee you, if you are like us, once we listen to something good, we go to the back catalog and we start running the numbers up and help them, you know, promote their Spotify list at the end of the year <laughs> and show all their, their numbers and stuff like that. But, you know, without without the support from from the indie community, you know, for, for the folks that's listening for the first time, they, these people yeah. wouldn't keep putting out the music, man. I know they love to make music, but love to make a little bit of change to it. It feels good. It feels good it to make a little bit of change, yeah. too. I ain't going to lie. Yeah. So. Yeah, and, and real quick, I, um, because you mentioned, mentioned the master, and I want to shout out my guy, Ralph C., who did the, the the mastering for the album? Um, and and he's worked with a lot of legends, man, from Kanye to um, he's done uh, Outcast albums, and he he's worked on a lot of big crit projects. He just did Big Crit's most recent um, album as well. Choice. So yeah, 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 so you know, so he definitely you know showed me love on on the album and, and working with me to make make sure it sounds good, you know. So and I, I recorded a good bit of it at, at his studio as well um, down in Atlanta, Georgia. So. Def, definitely shout out to Ralph C and and one last shout out to um, DJ Beans. She's been super incredible with you know just helping put the project out there and, and sending her sending it to her people in the industry. You know, and, and they've been showing love as well. So shout out to those those two people for sure. For sure, for sure. Yeah, I think I think I even follow her. I probably you know never probably been weird about you know yeah. connecting but yeah I, I saw I think I think she either did an interview or she had like a clip that she put out mm -hmm. recently um, you know with you sh shouting out your music so yeah that's she a real one for that so yeah shout out to her as for well sure. man but yeah, yeah man so again people this is Hype this is Don't Sleep on the Couch podcast y'all tap into the music tap in to the podcast make sure y'all share like subscribe and all that stuff that people typically say here you know this is what we about <laughs> music sports entertainment and culture we out I appreciate it, man. Thank Peace, you for your time. Peace. No doubt. Yes, sir. Love me! Love me!
This is my only bill for Cuban links. My brain's no boot out. My illmatic, my good kid, Mad City. Just ride with me. It's my moment. I've been patiently waiting, just like 50. I'm so nice, it's unbelievable. Feeling just like Biggie. Once I rise, they won't be able to stand away like Missy. Well, I'm here, man. I just hope that you're. Cause you gon' miss me when I'm gone. I hope the world for my energy through these bones. I'm still a baby in the game, but I talk like I'm fully grown. On my own, 10 toes, keep it thorough. That's worth the prodigy. To me, this game is more than just music or a commodity. To anyone who doubted me, guess you owe an apology. And I ain't simply penning the first.